you're only energy captains, we can get our feelings out. Uh, like I told you before, like I feel like this is a, a meeting where, you know, it's this therapy essentially where we can des- describe how we feel, uh, share with the energy captain fans essentially how, what their captains are going through. And um, I think it's important that you express how you feel. Um, I know Mental Awareness Month was was last month, and as athletes, you know, there's a transition phase, and we go through that. Um, guys are, are going through different things, so that's that's pretty insane. And I'm sure, like, I, I've been discriminated against in, in different cases, probably in ways I haven't even known. Yeah, right? w- what are the times that have really stuck with you? Um, I, I wouldn't say because I'm always smiling. So kind of some of that stuff, like you said, you le- you leave those people in the dust essentially when they don't when they don't show love because uh, of your religion, like you left them in the dust. And for me, the way to leave people in the dust is by smiling, right, and going about life. So um, I, I experienced discrimination, especially on the football field. Um, I've actually heard like um, you know racist racial slurs, multiple racial slurs on the football field while playing from um, other players, from other players, wow. actually teammates in, in high school. I won't their names much love to you guys because you know uh it's been a great time in college but there are some times when when you know they've shown their ugly card as well so um i'm gonna say this much too you know from my experience um you know you always think about what is a solution you know instead of dwelling on the problem and i think it's just so important in our world in general to be around people who are different than you to travel to um, you know, expand your horizons so you're just up to speed on how different people live their lives. I mean, the thing that you really don't want to do is to you know your whole life just kind of have a nearsighted vision, only be around the places you're comfortable with or familiar with, the people you're familiar with. You really want to expand your horizons as much as possible and see all the great people and places that are out there and really just kind of learn about the world because I, I think that um, you know when you get older, it's harder to change. You know, and you kind of get stuck in your ways and, and people get comfortable with what they're used to. But the more you can see all that's out there, the more well-versed that you become in understanding and accepting that there's lots of people who are different from you. Yeah. Um, and you realize there are all these similarities that you have with people and it's an amazing bonding and connection. But I think just education of the world um, outside of a textbook and learning all that's out there um, is what helps you the most grow to grow as a person and to really be most comfortable around different types of people because then you've experienced it before. Yeah, yeah. Outside of your social media, outside of what you see on Instagram or Twitter, um, and uh, here on the Energy Captains, we we want to show love to our fans, really, and our diverse fans from different backgrounds. Uh, you know, you came up with the name, uh, you called it Cheering Section with yeah. me, uh, and I think that's a great idea. And like I said too on my, on my social feed, uh, and also put up on Energy Cap at, at EnergyCaptains.com and um, the Instagram page that. We're going to shout out you all during the show, essentially, right? And whatever suggestions that you have for the show, we're going to show love. So um, let's let's dive into the, the cheering section really fast. Um, from from real dilty, um, the question I, I'll pose a question to you, Whitney. And I'll say that's my buddy Ty. We met um, when he was playing for the San Diego oh. Fleet um, with the AAF. He's from Tampa, actually interned oh. with the Bucks. Super quality person, wonderful guy um, from the eight one three, and you know looking to continue his own football career. But he's just been such a big fan and supporter, and um, so thanks thanks to Ty for chiming in. Oh, big Ty, man, the real dilty. We're, we're going to start off with the usage here at. Tampa native. We're out here in Tampa now. Um, the real Dilty is his is his name on on Instagram. So his question is, Whitney, 
Uh, and if you can answer from you know where you are, you can pass the ball back. If if not, uh, if other, um, the question is how athletes can get accustomed to the normal life after pl- after their playing days are over. Uh, and just from your experiences, uh, from dealing with athletes to dealing with all types of people and being in this world, what, what's your answer to that? How, how would you respond to the real deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, the best solution is to not wait until it's over. It's kind of like, you know, any situation in life, the more you can prepare yourself, the easier it's going to be to transition. So um, like you, you know, Brandon Copeland, a lot of the people I work with, Hakeem Velez, every one of those guys maximize their playing days to build out whatever their passion was, whatever they want to do after they're done playing. And so it's a natural transition. And I think just creating as many avenues for yourself as possible. That's for anyone in life. I mean, you know, when it comes to the career world, you know, if you can um, not put all of your eggs in one basket, you're just more prepared for if disappointment comes your way. And I think obviously you're the best person to answer this question because my playing days ended a lot before yours. (laughs) Um, But just in my experience of people I've worked with, you know, I think that's the best piece of advice. Maximize the time um, while you're in the spotlight, while you're playing to figure out, you know, what your passion is, what you want to do after sports. And then just for people in general to create as many different avenues as possible so you have choices in life. Yeah, so so Brother Ty, maximize those opportunities while you're in it. Uh, to the high school students, to the college students that are playing now, my advice to you is take advantage of that education, right? Figure out what you love to do. And, and it might be hard. I didn't figure out that I love to do broadcasting and media until my senior year of college. So um, that's fine. But if you have an idea, uh, figure out what you want to study and put your eggs into that basket. And other baskets, you like to draw, you like to play, the piano do that but also while you're hot while you're doing it right uh my this concept's called duality mentality so as athletes in in high school we go to we go to class till like two o'clock from eight to like two and then after that 2 30 2 45 or on the practice field or in the weight room so essentially we're we're students first and then athletes second so um and as and as an athlete, as a professional athlete, what I did, I'm going to take you down my personal journey here on Energy Captains uh, in our cheering section uh, phase of the of the show. Basically, what I did was on Tuesdays, we get our days off. So how, how we found each other essentially was through the radio station. I, I had my, hey, uh, out there in Tampa Bay, like, you know, 1025 The Bone, somebody help me out, help me find a, help me find a, a branding branding partner. And I, I've been blessed with more than that, a great friend and you, Whitney. And, um, you know, just that duality concept allowed me um, to, to get to this point, really. And just to stack stack my eggs in multiple baskets, like you said, and to keep that media frame alive, keep that media uh, that passion alive while playing. So uh, essentially that duality mentality, uh, um, do what you love, that school concept, whatever your, activates your brain, get that going while you're playing, playing your professional sports for athletes or even in college. And then also to uh, get it in on the field as well. So keeping that going. Yeah. And I think it's also important to embrace opportunities and blessings that come into your life. You know, I've been telling you I'm in the process of um, you know, hopefully closing in on this book deal and writing a book. And I could have never dreamed a publishing house would reach out, but I've been a great fit with them. I've loved them. And, you know, hopefully we can see the process to the end. But I didn't, I wasn't expecting it, but I didn't say, oh, no, sorry. Um, I didn't antici- anticipate writing a book at this phase in my life. So come back to me when I'm ready. Sometimes you're not ready for things, but they're meant to be in your life. And I think you have to learn how to say yes to them. And it's kind of what you were talking about, where I always say when I first started Social Victories, you know, I thought, okay, I'm just going to be helping out 
maybe athletes with their social media, uh, possibly, you know, um, endorsement deals. And not only, you know, am I doing those things, it's grown. Now people say, you know, tell me about, I'm like, oh, Cam's family. I mean, you know, between helping with your house and, you know, we know each (laughs) other's families and it's, you know, now we're doing this podcast. And so I just think, um, you know, you can't bury your head in the sand of, your plan from the beginning. I think you have to be open for when the right fit and opportunities come your way. Yeah, yeah. Be ready for these opportunities. Stay prepared. And I think uh, staying active each day uh, is important, making sure you're building towards these goals uh, to get things going. So uh, we're going to move on from the next question, from the next um, to the next question. Thank you, Ty. Real deal to at Instagram, shouting you out um, on, on our podcast here at the Energy Captains. The next one is from the Black Alchemist. And um, her question is, uh, and this is directly for you, Wendy. And it says, um, if it is important for athletes, and so she asks, is it important for athletes to build a brand slash community for success? And why isn't being, uh, why isn't athletic talent enough? Wow. I mean, you know, and I think you can talk about how all that you've done off the field has changed your life. And I think, you know, that is going to be such a big part of your legacy that you probably didn't even realize when you embarked on this athletic journey. But I think that, um, you know, it really um, helps uh, cement you in people's hearts, in their minds. Also, um, I've been amazed to find that the work you do off the field really helps your longevity um, and your contract numbers on the field because people get to know you. They build a relationship with you. You become the go-to name um, when it comes to the team. And, you know, teams are going to have wins and losses, obviously. And if you're just sticking to your sport, then, you know, people aren't going to want to have anything to do with you when the loss comes about. They're going to be disappointed. But, um, you know, if you build a relationship with them off the field and people get to know who you are, um, the wins and losses aren't going to define whether, um, you know, they want to support you in your journey. Yeah, yeah, that, that's important. And like you said, too, I've been in the league for four years now, going on five. And that's another thing that's kept me in these buildings for a long time is just that sometimes you go to these community events. And I had a chance to go to a community event with the uh, Buccaneers, one of the Buccaneers owners, uh, Darcy Glazier. And we went to her. We went to her her school her daughter's school essentially to do a play 60 you know what i'm saying so that was pretty awesome that was pretty awesome for me just to go to a school with uh, one of the owner and her daughters you know and give back to the kids and show love and being a community uh mvp essentially allowed me to stay in these buildings for a long time and i plan on doing that for the rest of my life whether i'm with a football team or not and you got to broadcast the Super Bowl. I mean, some of the biggest opportunities have come about because of the stuff that you did off the field. And, you know, I um, will always remember this story. Um, Sam Polin, who was an intern with the Bucks, um, you know, for a, a bunch of years while he was at USF. And he also um, was an intern with Social Victories. Um, but, you know, he always talked about that, you know, when he would come back to school, people asked him, how was your summer? Was it cool working with the Bucks?" And he expected to talk about, you know, some of the huge, you know, names that you see in the news all the time or maybe certain plays or just kind of the organization as a whole. And he said he just kept finding himself talking about 
you know, how much he adored you and mm. how you made people feel. And that stuck with him above anything else. And it just goes to show that, you know, the door is open when you get a chance to play for a team, but it's what you do with it and how you maximize it that really ends up defining your life and your career. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, The Real Deal T just came on Instagram Live. Uh, Brother Ty, shout out to you, my man. And shout out to Sam Pollen as well. Yeah. Pollen, um, you know, he was a great guy. He always asked a lot of great questions to me. And I was like, man, I appreciate this. Even during practice he's like hey Cam like what do you plan on getting done today dog like what are you gonna do I'm like man I'm about to get this interception or I'm about to make these few plays and he kept me going especially in this Tampa Bay heat I mean th this heat is insane but having guys like Sam on your side rooting for you um, and that was that was amazing for me and um, I, I really appreciate him so. Ty make sure you listen to this episode we just answered your question and we yeah. talked for a long time about it and you know we had some okay things to say about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you Ty uh, I appreciate your great question so um, this is the cheering session here at the Energy Captains, and we're going to move on to the uh, to the next one uh, and the final one for the beginning of the show. We'll, we'll finish it up at the end of the show with the other three. Um, so from Katie Melhorn, I played basketball. No, I went to Brookwood with her, my high school with her. She played basketball. I would like to think I played played with her, but she was a scoring champ at at, uh, at my at my high school. She went to Appalachian State to play. Um, she had like a thousand points in high school or something like that. Like, oh my gosh. she was a Steph Curry of of high school basketball essentially. So. Um, her, her question is I'm going to ask you this Whitney it says as a former athlete now coach what's the difference between hype noise and true competitive energy um, and if you know with athletics you know you can answer it that way also in the workforce right whether people are, are talking at the mouth but not getting work done or actually sitting there and getting the job done what's your what's your experience through that I just think that you have to be able to perform and you know you're judged by your output and I always say under promise and over deliver Ooh. I just don't see the upside of talking a big game because um, you can only disappoint people and come across as arrogant I think it's just you know most important to give your all and um, do the best job that you can and um, you know be judged on your actual work because what is what is the upside of you know um, kind of bragging about what you're doing it can only rub people the wrong way yeah yeah and I have a quick story about this too uh, last year um, I got a pump block last year right against the Saints it was and so exciting <laughs> no yeah I mean it was tough it was tough no it was oh, against, it was oh, against me it you, was oh yeah I, no no the energy captain got a pump block I, <laughs> she said boo <laughs> no I I don't know if you you might have been at you might have no, been. No, I was at that game. I remember. Uh, okay, yeah, and it, it was really tough for me, but basically I told Brent Grimes, I was like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, what did I tell him? I was like, man, I'm about to score a touchdown this game or something crazy like that. I was like, man, this is about to be my best game I've ever played, just talking mess, and I ended up getting the punt block, and it's like, man, it was a humbling moment for me. It's like, all right, young man, like, like sit down. This is hype noise, brother man. So, Katie, this was a great question because it reminded me of that instance where um, just, just be quiet and keep it going. Keep it going, stay chopping. So, True competitive energy, I think, is like a Kawhi Leonard, right? Uh, or like a Steph Curry, you know, talking about the finals of the Warriors versus the Raptors. And Steph Curry, he, I mean, of course, he's he's in the mix and he's doing different things, but he's not in these press conferences. He's not popping off at the mouth. Um, he's not going insane, talking crazy as or known as a, a trash talker. He's, he's scoring three-pointers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, Katie, um, you know, sh shout out to you for asking this great question. 
uh, I mean, getting these responses out of us and digging deep. But you know, you're this, you were the Steph Curry essentially of of women's sports, of women's basketball at Brookwood High School that we went to. And um, Steph Curry is the uh, is I think he resembles true competitive energy in the NBA. Yeah, it sounds like Katie has the true competitive energy down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she ruling the world. Yeah, yeah. She has that down pack. So uh, uh, shout out to her. Um, and yeah, so that that's to conclude our, our cheering section portion uh, of Energy Captains. Uh, look out for the final for the final few minutes of the show. We'll shout out the other three questions and um, people keep them coming. Uh, so yeah, Whitney, let's let's transition. Um, so, so really quick, I, I know one of the episodes I was talking about hockey, right? And my knowledge of hockey wasn't, my knowledge of hockey wasn't the best. Uh, like I said, I'm from California. I mentioned some teams. I, I mentioned uh, me go, going to some games, but I don't know much about the sport. So I, I wanted to discuss this section as being sports education. Right. Educating people about about different sports, giving them some knowledge, because I had to reach back and be like, man, all right, Cam, you can't be going on on the podcast talking about things that you don't know about to that extent, especially if you want to be a broadcaster. So I was like, hmm, all right, let's go. Let's go. Hey, Google up. You know, let's let's start learning about these sports. Let's start getting it in. So, uh, Whitney, um, you know, there's this thing called icing in hockey. Yeah. And I know you're, you're a big hockey fan. You're a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Um, what, do you know about uh, icing at all? Yes, but why don't you tell us what you've learned? Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I've learned. What I've Googled. So, uh, for people out there who don't know what icing is, um, icing in the game of hockey, right? Uh, the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins are playing. So, if you see this, you heard it from here. Uh, icing is the inspiration in the sport of hockey. Okay, it occurs when a player shoots the puck from behind the center line, behind the half line, across the team's goal line, and the the puck remains untouched. So essentially, it's it's a way a tactic of of stalling for time, right? Uh, some teams they go into a power play where a guy's in the penalty box, and it's three on four, or there's there's a disadvantage. So some guys would think of getting the puck out of their own goal to save time um, and to not get their tail whooped. So icing is an infraction on that team, and I, I learned that as well. So that was pretty cool. Cam, I'm really proud. That was you know really impressive and. You know, they, they blow the whistle, they stop play, but um, there's no uh, punishment or anything. They just continue on with the game. Oh, nice. Okay, so thank you for furthering uh, mm-hmm. furthering our education. I, I have one at the end of the show as well. It's going to be on tennis, um, and it's going to be about the scoring of tennis. So I don't know if people really know about the scoring of tennis, but you now have, you'll now have the sports education in this piece. So, um, so Whitney Holtzman. Um, I just want to say that my biggest learning from this whole playoff series is mm-hmm. – understanding what a blue jacket was <laughs> oh my gosh yes yes <laughs> we went back and forth for the longest time and it's i we assumed it had to be an animal but then we were like i'm pretty sure that's a yellow jacket and then you know we did some research and it, it appears to be a civil war reference to the blue jackets that they wore back then but you know i'm pretty well versed on sports teams and their mascots and it just came to you know, this set of playoffs this year. And, you know, not, we were totally stumped in terms of what a blue jacket was. And, um, you know, I thought it was, a, you know, maybe a cousin of a wasp or, you know, in that realm. And yeah. um, we later learned it's actually a person. So for those listening out there who may not know, now you're up to speed. And maybe I'll have to start a mascot series to talk about some of the interesting mascots. In fact, oh, nice. Funny story when um, I worked at MLB and did social media. There was a minor league team where the mascot over the course of the season had a baby. Like she what? got pregnant early in the season. It was the 
Orem Owls, I believe. I have to go back and look. But then, like, they had to get her a husband, so it was a legitimate no marriage. Way. And then they had a baby shower. I mean, I was so invested in this ma- this mascot's life and, you know, the birth of a new baby mascot <laughs> into the family. But it was hilarious because we just thought it was, you know— the funniest thing that you could they, possibly do. They took it to the next level on that one, I think. Oh, they really did. We had some great mascot stories. In fact, I don't know that many people know this story, but um, when I interned for the Rays, the marketing department signed me up to be the Aquafina bottle oh, in the wow. soda race. Oh, um, how did that turn out? Okay, first of all, let me just say <laughs> that I got my parents' tickets to come watch the game. I was, like, so proud. Like, I'm about to be in the game, yes. you know, in the soda bottle race. This was before it was digitized um, in a lot of places. And I forgot that when you're in a bottle that people can't see your facial expression. So like people would say things as I was walking onto the field and through the stadium and I would smile back and then I forgot I was in a bottle. (laughs) They they couldn't see me and um, it was brutal. So the shoes didn't fit. They don't like customize the shoes to your feet. You just wear whatever mascot shoes match the outfit. Oh really? What size shoe did you you have on? They had to be like 11s. Like it was, they barely stayed on. They were so big on my feet. And so- they, your feet are different sizes too. I remember. <laughs> yeah, because you cracked on me about yeah. my feet, so I'm I'm coming at your your mascot Make feet. Make fun of my feet, exactly. Yeah, your yeah. your feet probably would have done better in this race. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they I finished so far behind. I'm pretty sure they ended the race before I even crossed the finish line. Oh um, Because no. I was like so far behind, and then the Rays were playing the White Sox that day, and <laughs> AJ Pierzynski was like, "You looked really flat out there trying to make a soda joke." Um, oh, so that's I just funny. pray that no one has that on video because I, yeah, I I finished like way far yeah. uh, in the dust. But Whitney is it's not how you start. Whitney is how you, is how you finish, right? And such a great lesson. Yeah, that's I think I feel like that's my motto for life. I feel like that's how I want to live life. It's. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. And um, I, I want to discuss. I want to discuss counting these small victories, right? Like your company is Social Victories, and so um, you know, I, I'm thinking like through media uh, and, and through marketing, you want to win, right? You want to get it in. And um, I think counting small victories. Not a lot of people do it, but the small ones count too, right? Even it's, even if it's not a big one, even if it's not a big Super Bowl, right? You have to get you get to the Super Bowl by winning the regular season games, by the playoff games. So counting these small victories. So Whitney, what are some of the small victories recently um, in your life that that you've that you've come across and that you're really proud of, but uh, don't really come off as like a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I was saying to you the other day, there's no one more that I'd want to go to battle with than you because anyone can be a fair weather fan or can be great, um, you know, when you're winning, but you really want to be with people who can be wartime generals, you know, Mm. because things are going to go wrong, and you and I have been in different situations in business where you know. Things have gone terribly wrong. Uh, you know, there have been some dumpster fires, and you and I just have faith in each other. We figure it out. We find a way, and we end up bringing it to the finish line, and the output and the end product is, you know, just as great, if not better, than, you know, when we had started out. But, you know, if you throw in the towel during, you know, when those moments are tough, um, you know, you're you're really losing out, and, and that's not sort of the true definition of a person. You're, you're not going to have success if you let um, things o- overcome you 
when they get tough. And I was just thinking, you know, I was telling you a story when we had dinner the other night that um, <laughs> I am the worst parallel parker on oh, the face Lord. of the planet. It's just, you know, when you take the driving test in Florida, they don't make you parallel park. Oh, really? You don't have to parallel park yet. Oh, I didn't know that. And on top of that, I lived in New York for six years where I wasn't driving. Um, and, you know, for the most part before Tampa, you know, really grew in the last few years, you drove into a parking lot and there was a spot. So it's not totally my fault is what yeah. I'm saying. We just didn't have a lot of experience growing up. Like, you don't parallel park in someone's driveway. So um, when I was meeting you for dinner, I'm glad I got there like 15 minutes early because I was trying to parallel park in this spot between a big pickup truck and a huge SUV, like an Escalade-type vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it probably took me 13 times of pulling in and out to get back into the spot, so much so that once I finally parked, and it was a beautiful job. I made you even come out and look at it. On yeah, our, on oh, it, was, it was nice. It was nice. Thank you. I would, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> and that's all that mattered is they parked. I got in the spot, but after I was done parking, I realized that <laughs> I gathered a crowd of spectators and a guy drove by um, in his truck and he stopped next to me and rolled down the window and clapped for me. Um, oh, wow. and you know, you could have looked at that situation and said, you know, the process of getting here wasn't perfect. It was embarrassing, but I was just proud that I didn't give up and I got the job done and, you know, I got better at it and it worked out well. And in the end it was exactly what I needed. So who cares if it took one try or 13, you know, I, I think it's important the the perseverance I had along the way. That's, that's the lesson there. What, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, and for me, my small victory, uh, I'm gonna gonna jump ahead a little bit, but I'm gonna discuss this garbage disposal. Okay, so I so <laughs> we should put this under hashtag home ownership because you're yes. you know in the last couple of years new homeowner and all these things you didn't anticipate that are coming along with it. Yes, yes. So a, a new homeowner for about a year, some change, about to be a year now, and a lot of things have come come into play. Uh, almost the house almost flooded when I was in Tennessee. Uh, Whitney, you saved you saved my life on that one. Got things got things handled. So you're more than just a chief marketing agent. Uh, more you're a corporate mommy. You do it a lot. You do a lot. So, uh, but you know, now Cam has to grow up and Cam, ha Cam has to handle things on his own. So I get back from, I think it was Atlanta. I've been gone for about three weeks now. I was in New York City, Atlanta, uh, world tour. You know how it goes. And basically I get back and my garbage disposal was not working. So I calls my, I call my dad. I'm like, yo, dad, like, What's, what, what do we do here, man? What do we do? And he's like, there's a button at the bottom of the at the bottom of the disposal, son. You know, go into the cupboard, you know, press that button, restart it. It should get going. I'm like, all right, cool. Did that. Didn't work. I'm like, oh, man. OK, so what's the next step? So I hit Google. Google, um, I put in baking soda and apple cider vinegar into the sink just to loosen it up. And and that usually helps with a lot of clogging issues. It helps with a lot of things. So uh, baking soda and apple cider vinegar is is pretty big for, for that process. So did that. And then the next, but then again, that wasn't working, you know? So I'm like, man, like, uh, my girlfriend's about to come in a few weeks, like, uh, no, sorry, for a few days, like two or three days. And the disposal's like spitting up, like it's filthy. So I'm like, all right, Cam, like we got to figure it, figure this out. You got to be Mr. Fix it. So. Um, after that, uh, basically what I did was is I hit um, I hit the Publix, I hit Publix, and I got the the Drano essentially or the drainer the drainer uh, product. So put that down in the disposal, got that going. I'm like, okay, it's definitely gonna work after this. Like, there's no way it won't. It'll still be stopped up, still stopped up. The the disposal stuff didn't work. So I'm like, whoa, like. 
Like my dad's like, okay, and, and to finish up the conversation on the phone, my dad's like, yeah, like if that doesn't work, you're gonna have to go buy a whole new disposal. So I'm like, dude, like I just got back home, you know, girl. I don't think people think when they see their favorite football players on Sunday that like by Tuesday they're like dealing with the garbage disposals in their own house. Like you are real people who have real life problems. Yeah, yeah, these are real issues. Whether your house about to flood or your garbage disposal is not working or your blind, you have to fix your blinds. Like my one of my blinds broke when the cleaning lady came, so I had to fix that myself. So. There, there's a lot of things that you have to do on your own that people don't realize. But uh, I finally poured some bleach down the garbage disposal and it, and it turned on the day before my girlfriend came. So that was a small victory for me. Woo! Oh, you're getting, you're getting good at those production buttons with me. I've learned that one button. I <laughs> at mean, least I didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I came into the house and my disposal wasn't working. Exactly. Uh, but wow, yeah, small victories. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Yes, thank you. And I'm very proud of you for your parallel parking. I thank mean, you. I think it's so important because some days in life are just mundane, but you can make every day great. And I think, you know, whether you're in a transition period or, you know, whatever is going on, if you just try and do one thing different, new, exciting every day to make today different from tomorrow, you're going to be amazed how much that jump starts you know, so much and, and puts you, um, you know, in the right mood and, and right mindset. Yeah, yeah, it builds up. It, yeah. it snowball, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, you so- know, and I just want to add something, too, like something that has been amazing to me that I constantly think about, you know, since getting to know you, is that you always say, um, I have four eyes. Like, I am amazed at how perceptive you are, how much you pick up on things. Like, where did that come from? And, you know, like, how has that kind of served you, you know, especially playing sports? I would say just paying attention, right? Even in the football, I have glasses on if people didn't know. Uh, so I, I'm, I have four eyes, really, literally. But figuratively, I think it's just a, a different sense that you feel. Um, and like you said, we've, we've, we've been down the paths, a few paths, where things got ugly in business and we're like, okay, we're relying on each other. Um, we're in the trenches right now. Let's figure this out. And I think it's um, it's being honest, I would say, um, being honest with yourself and other people. And I think practicing that um, when something that you feel isn't right comes up, being honest, it, it comes into play because you've you practiced it so many times. It's like, man, like I've been honest about so many other situations and this bad situation. Uh, let me be honest about this one, too. So, right. And yeah. I think, you know, in any relationship dynamic, you know, Gary Vee always used to say over communication solves almost every problem. And that is so important. I mean, being solution oriented together, you know, having a goal of, you know, we want to work through this. And so knowing that, you know, just letting people know how you feel and the other person being responsive and and working through it with you and trying to, you know, pick up if it's something that's bothering them, you know, trying to fix that on your own or letting them know how you feel. You can almost always get to a resolution. And, you know, if you don't take that approach, you're going to end up, um, you know, having it not work out long term and you're going to build assumptions. You're going to build frustration. And oftentimes you see different relationships end that could have been salvageable if they had just been willing to talk through things. Yeah. Yeah. You said communication is huge. And even when we come out of a, before we go into a business meeting and when we come out of a business meeting even for this energy time energy captains podcast we we discuss we we communicate and even if it's late at night like hey like let's go over these ideas let's go over this music for the intro and the outro uh, I think that's extremely important and even in business too right like you're, you're a brand builder uh, you're a media guru um, you've actually helped me in, in, a, in a business meeting prior to uh, starting the media company hard work and I'm 
just this. I'm I'm entering this new phase uh, of being a being a, a professional, a corporate a corporate professional. That as that um, that is, I've always been professional in the way I've handled things in life, but being a corporate professional is a little different realm for me. So uh, we, we went into this. We went into this office the other day. Um, shout out to those people. They know who they are. I don't want to you know put them on blast uh, and, and say their name, but a name drop. But um, that's a great company, and hopefully we can do business with them in the future. But basically, I went in there and I asked, I asked one of the guys. I said, "Hey, like, you know, what's your what's your Wi-Fi code?" And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, you need to have your own Wi-Fi hotspot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the next step for me is to have my own Wi-Fi hotspot so I can be prepared at, at any moment. So, so Whitney, uh, you know, going through this 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 uh, thing of life with you, whether it be personal and it be uh, professional as well and corporate uh what are some tips for people going into meetings essentially that they should uh that should they should take care of before getting into there yeah i mean i think it's important um you know to go in prepared obviously and that sounds cliche but i think you know one of the biggest things that you know i'll I'll speak from our journey together you know i always say to you you didn't just show up and play in the nfl you were patient you learned you took feedback i mean before you hit the pros, you know, you were really well versed on playing football. And so I think it's a matter too of being extremely patient and making sure you're always coming coming from a place of strength and you're doing things the right way. Um, and it's kind of like building a house. So, you know, when you start a business, okay, you need to, you know, have a lawyer, you know, put the business documents together and, you know, make sure that um, all of the um, you know, documents are in place. That Shout out would, to Mr. Holtzman. Shout yep. out to Corporal hey, Grand Pops. Ooh, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best. Been the best gift for me starting businesses. That my dad's a business lawyer, but I learned a ton that there's a lot of paperwork that needs to be done just to say this business now exists. So doing that, and then I think you know you figure out okay, this is what you know our goal of what we want to accomplish. Obviously, you start marketing yourself, and before you do work with anyone, you want to have a contract in place. You know, so that way there's a mutual understanding, and if something goes wrong, you can always refer back to it. You never want to go um, into a business partnership without having the terms laid out. And, you know, I think it's just being professional in everything you do. And like I remember, you know, we had talked about, you know, okay, um, you know, building a team of people. And we always say, okay, you want to take time. It's kind of like dating. You want to get to know them. You want to make sure you're a fit. You know, um, you really want to make sure you know the person in in and out before you dive in because those are the people you're going to be spending a lot of time with. So I think those are just some things we've learned in our journey. Um, that are important for people to keep in mind. Yes, yes. I, I think that's key. And at the end of the day, the people that you do business with, they're people as well, right? So uh, to follow up that meeting with those people, uh, I, I sent the email and one of the guys, he had a son and that was that was a young guy and playing sports and he won a championship. So, you know, at the final line of the email, of the follow-up email, I'm going to talk about, discuss the uh, power of the follow-up pretty soon here. But uh, at the end of the email, I said, you know, go crazy with your son. Congratulations to him and drink a lot of Capri Suns for me like it was hilarious yeah, yeah. Like, so like go crazy drink a whole bunch of Capri Suns like lose your minds but your son is six right so uh, I think that's important to celebrate times and do it with a lot of Capri Suns so and I'll say too you know when you're talking about following up and communicating you know something interesting and to be transparent and vulnerable you know so other people understand you know what this is really like there have been plenty of times where you know I'm the one who has more corporate experience than Cam and we it's great because we open the door for each other. But there have been times where I've been communicating with a partner or, um, you know, I have an ask out there and, you know, Cam's been amazed at how they talk to me in return. They disregard me. 
mean, they'll just completely ignore my note. And there have been times that you've had to jump in cam. And all of a sudden when, you know, they see it's you, they, they get a response and, you know, they treat the situation super differently. Yeah. That's, that's really insane to me. Uh, just this whole process of, of corporate America. Number one, how women are underpaid in corporate America. And then number two, just like the email you were discussing, um, men don't, men don't really respect women when it comes to corporate America. And it's, and it's evident and I'm seeing it, uh, going into diving into this corporate world, uh, making these, these business opportunities, uh, happen. Uh, these guys will, will say what they want and do what they want. But then once they see a male figure come on a play on, on the playing the playing field, essentially, they're like, Oh snap, let me, let me pump these brakes. And, um, and, and for me, right. Like I, I want to be a champion for, for women, right. I and was, you are, you're yeah. such a gift. Yes. Yes. I, I was raising a single family, a single parent home. My dad, like my dad's the man. Every time I say that, I always show love to my pops too. They just, my mom and dad just divorced when I was four. Um, and my mom and grandma, they pretty much raised me, visited my dad on the holidays and the weekend sometimes um but uh they my mom they my grandma they were a champion for me so that's all i know how to do is be a champion for them so that's why you know i'm glad that we we conduct we conduct business and we do more than just business as being friends and uh and, and whatnot because uh i want to be a champion for you in any type of avenue whether it be um you know podcast work or whether it be media work or whether it be fixing another house or something like that. Right. Uh, and doing business in that way. Yeah. I always say, you know, you're my champion and you have made so much possible and we have this great sort of, it's a true teammate dynamic. You know, I always tell people a story of when, um, we went to speak at USF and originally, uh, a professor had asked me to come out there and give a speech and you happen to be in town this weekend. And I knew the kids would love you. And, you know, we had to, we, afterwards we were like, we're taking this show on the road you know we played off of each other really well and it made uh for a great presentation but then afterwards you were able to take me into the athletic department and got to meet meet coach charlie strong and meredith skirba who you know you knew from the bucks and you know it was this whole inside world to see you know the top coaches you know the ins ins and outs of the athletic department there that i would have never been exposed to and it's we would have never been there in the first place if it weren't for my speech, but we had, would have never, I would have never gotten to see those things if it weren't for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, a pretty awesome dynamic. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that we do to boost each other up. And I think we have to continue doing it to take over the world and communication uh, is the main piece with that. Just to know how we, how we feel. Uh, like you said, anytime you do business, like a relationship, you have to know if it's going to work. Um, and, and it's in this business and, um, but it's also relationships as well. So, um, you know, I know we, we discussed this before, but you had a chance to work with uh, with Gary V. And uh, I'm reading his book currently right now. And it's called Which one? it's called Jab, Jab, uh, Jab, yep. Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And, and it's pretty awesome because, like you said, uh, you know, speaking to people and giving presentations. I had a chance to give my my first presentation today at the University of Tampa. How did it go? I mean, it, it was awesome. Just just discussing with those kids, uh, the journey, really the media journey. Um, interviewing techniques, uh, different things, and it was a communications class. Uh, it was it was a as a summer class, so you know in the summer school the the class are a little bit smaller. But uh, for me, it was my first real venture in speaking public, uh, public speaking with the PowerPoint slide, going solo dolo, right? Like guys, Cam made the prettiest PowerPoint. He sent it to me last night just to look it over before um, he you know went into the speech, and I was amazed. It was like I've sat through all these terrible presentations over the years, and this is like. 
you know, his first one out of the gate, and it was the most eye-catching PowerPoint I think I've ever seen. I was so impressed. Yeah, yeah. It was really picture-heavy because, mind you, like, I feel like as professional athletes, all we do is meet, right? Like, we're on the field for only two hours out of the day, but those other six to eight hours we're pretty much we're pretty much in the meeting room and we see a lot of slideshows from our coaches of plays and they're pretty vanilla so I'm like man why not change this thing up um, give the kids something visual and something uh, colorful for them to look at and enjoy um, while I, I'm giving my spiel and, and telling my story and I you know I know we have to wrap up soon but you know I wanted to ask, you know, I kind of had this question, you know, when we've been talking about free agency and I'm kind of wondering, you know, myself as I do different contracts, as an NFL player, um, do you have the ability to negotiate different terms in your contract or is it just salary? Because I only see the pictures on social media where, okay, someone is signing the contract, you know, um, you know, at the table in the, you know, at the team's facility. So are you able to negotiate, you know, other aspects besides the dollar figure? So I'll bring you into experience, bring you into an experience of mine uh, here on the energy captains with Cam Lynch and Whitney Holtzman uh, as we wrap up. Um, so I had the chance to go to an NFLPA event out in Miami, and pretty much we were discussing the, the CBA. And the, the NFL, we're going to end up going into a lockout um, in 20, what, 2022, I think. Uh, so pretty pretty soon here, 2021, 2022. And I had a chance to talk, to talk to Richard Sherman. So we were discussing earlier about uh, competitive hype and uh, we were talking about hype, and that's a guy that loves that loves to talk, but he can back it up really well. Um, so he's a mixture of both. But basically, he took matters into his own hands, and he he basically um, he figured out how to discuss and to engage in his own contract essentially. So besides an agent doing it, um, he was able to go back and forth with the team and discuss whatever he wanted in his contract, whether it be money or whether it be bonuses, or if he had a certain amount of interceptions, then he would get this this bonus um, and these benefits. So he had a chance to negotiate his own contract, and he walked us through that a little bit. And I don't want to um, dive into exactly what he did. I think you should get it from him or maybe a clip from him on how he did it. But um, it was pretty interesting uh, to hear that. And a lot of he met with a lot of agents. Um, the, the agents are basically uh, clients of the or they work for us essentially as players, and they're part of the NFLPA. So at that meeting, a lot of agents came to that meeting, and they like <laughs> they had a tough time dealing with Richard Sherman because number one, he represents himself and he negotiates his own contracts, and number two, he he talks mess, you know, and he calls people out. Um, his communication skills are very well, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, they're to a premium. So, uh, but yeah, and Richard Sherman's a guy who negotiates his own contract and I thought that was pretty cool that's amazing and super interesting and I think you know we promised the fans we'd go into the last three questions before we wrap up the episode but I feel like two major learnings from today number one whether it's a contract or anything you're dealing with in business do not settle you know stand up for what you deserve you don't want to be arrogant but don't let someone take advantage of you and then something my mom always says but I think is super important to remember is that you really don't know someone until you work with them or you live with them and so you know just um, as you're getting into you know different life situations and you have you know um, you, you want to see if you want to uh, you know sign a business deal or make someone a long-term partner you know one of those two situations usually reveals someone's true character yes yes I think that is true uh, and you know I, I'm uh, it's been great so far you know working with you um, taking this journey forward because there's agents and there's other people in my life that I've that I've dealt with and different other people that we could 
um, do business with that we've dealt with and we they, they they fallen off right they they're not here anymore and just the fact that we can continue going is pretty awesome so i really appreciate you energy captain for sticking thank in you it, i feel that way too it's not how you start it's how you finish yes it's how you finish and so we're going to finish off with uh one more sports education before we get into those questions uh because i'm really adamant about educating our fans about sports uh letting them know like hey like it's okay if you don't know but if you don't know do your research and you can come on energy captains and uh and get this education in so forget uh, the broadcasters on the main broadcast just come to energy captains for <laughs> yeah. your knowledge of the of the event yeah 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 i'm gonna break it down for you right this is like uh sports for dummies essentially right. in right? fact don't even go to school yeah just don't, come to energy captains <laughs> just come here like we got you right yep. so we did hockey at first we talked we discussed we discussed icing and then this one is about tennis so I know I know Serena Williams. I know she lost recently, unfortunately, and you know she's won a lot of championships, and it's fine. But uh, we were gonna say I that. was just gonna say, you know, uh, I don't know if you're gonna bring up the Nike situation we talked about yesterday, but I was gonna say I watched this amazing video yesterday on social media, and I have to see who the players are. But um, the guy who lost, um, you know, his son ran out um, to hug him right after the match ended because the player was actually crying. He was so upset, uh-huh. and the. Uh, guy who won his opponent was so moved um, by that moment um, that he started crying as well and it just shows it was just an amazing moment that I wanted to reference when you were talking about tennis yes yes a sports education here with tennis uh, here we're going to discuss the basically the scoring tactics of, of tennis and if you didn't know um, for tennis each match is two to three sets right so to win to win a set you must win at least six games. So in each game, um, they, they start at love, love, which is zero, <laughs> right? Uh, Matt, you know, and it's funny that they say that as love. That's pretty cool that tennis starts off with that scoring system. Um, and you go up to 40. So it's essentially four points, um, and you have to win six of these six of these games to win a set. So they start at zero at love, and then they jump to 15, right? So I was like, wow, like, why, why jump to 15? I, I don't know. Like they do it. Um, and then the next one, the next score is, is 30, I believe. So you go to 15 from 15, then you double it up, you go to 30. And then, um, the next points are, are, are 40. So those are the first three point, the way to score points in, in the tennis match. And then after that, that's game point. So, um, that's, that's your sports education for tennis. And, um, also, uh, I gave one prior to in the beginning of the, um, energy captains podcast about, about hockey. So just give you two each episode so, to show some love, to make sure that everybody's up on their sport. So, and I think, you know, playing off of this leading up to the Tokyo Olympics, uh, next year, maybe we'll have to start picking out some fun sports that are going to be in the Olympics. And I know it's your dream to broadcast the Olympics. So maybe you can start practicing on the energy captains podcast. And so you're prepared for when you do your big broadcast. Oh yeah. When I get into the discus, when I get into the, the long jump, the pole vaulting, I won't, I won't sound insane. I can, I can be educated with this uh, sports education here on the energy captains podcast. So wrapping up uh, for the responses to the people who want to know, um, uh, want to know some facts or just want to want us to discuss and shout them out on here on the energy captains podcast. We call this the cheering section and the cheering section to wrap it up uh, from Catherine Isaza. I went to Syracuse with her and Whitney, I don't know if you've seen on Instagram or, or social media, but uh, she asked, are Drake's outfits at the at the finals games backfiring? She's been trolling the players. She, he's been wearing different things to uh, to troll these players. And she says they seem to be helping the Warriors. So uh, to give you a little background, um, Drake has Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, their numbers tattooed on his arm. 
So he put a he put a, a, a sweatband over his arm to cover up those numbers. And then he also wore a Raptors jersey of Dale Curry, Steph Curry's dad, his jersey with the number 30. So just to, to troll these players. And he, I know he's sitting courtside. So have you looked at any of those things? Have you paid attention? I, first of all, I feel like Drake <laughs> is just everywhere and like it's exhausting. And yeah. then, you know, I heard on the radio a reporter had asked Draymond, like, what about your scuffle with Drake? And, you know, it's like you're in the finals like why are we talking about Drake and I just think it goes back to kind of staying in your lane and I cannot understand why Drake can just not go to a game and eat the buffet and drink whatever he wants and enjoy the game with friends like why is he making himself part of the performance like I just think it's not his place and you don't want to be considered a distraction like uh, it just I'm so confused why we keep talking about him in every sporting event yeah I mean I mean he, essentially he's everywhere right like a lot of a lot of athletes want to become rappers and a lot of rappers want to become athletes so I think he he's taking it to the next level and I, I did hear too that Draymond and Drake were cool I guess they went to dinner you know this is just talk but I heard on the radio show one of the radio shows that they went to dinner dinner as well like the Friday beforehand before the the finals so you know who knows if it's all propaganda if it's all to boost uh their image so i'm not sure what that is but at the end of the day it it becomes too much yeah i think i just need to text drake um or call him or like go to dinner whatever it might be and just like let him know that he's not on the team yeah, yeah, and I feel like he believes he is, but, you know, that's that's not the case. So, Drake, uh, you're going to have to take a chill pill, my man. So Yeah, Drake, let it be about the guys who've earned it. You know, like, we're so happy you're there, and, you know, as I always tell Cam when he and I support each other, like, it's your job to be the number one cheerleader. I don't f- play football. Cam doesn't own social victories, and so, you know, it's w- when it's not your lane, just be the number one cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, Drake, I know you started from the bottom, but this is, you know, the cheering section, and you're going to have to stay in the cheering section, not on the court, my man. So, uh, moving on to the next question, one of my best friends, uh, Daniel Inyabunum, uh, he actually got a job with the NFL recently, so shout out to you, brother Dan. Ooh, congrats! Yeah, can you press the, uh, the, the, the clapping? Yeah. Let's hope I press the right button. Oh, oh there it is. Uh, your brother Dan, hey, much love. Uh, congratulations on getting that job with the NFL operations. And he asked about the Anthony Joshua boxing match versus the Andy Ruiz uh, versus Andrew Andy Ruiz um, in that in that fight. And I don't I'm not sure if um, you you were paying attention to that wit. Um, but let me just chime in here because I can already answer this question. Okay, perfect. Anything that involves physically harming another person I cannot watch and when I was in Thailand I watched a Muay Thai fight it was the most brutal thing I've ever seen in my life they were kicking each other's faces I always say I don't understand why this can't be resolved with words Mm. um so it's it's it makes me cringe it makes me sick to my stomach boxing um, MMA I don't understand any of it um you know I, I think that you're the best person to answer this question and I just I wish we could just sit them down on each side of the ring and say, you know, we talked about over communication. What are your feelings? Why are you upset at this gentleman here? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, can we come to a resolution instead of kicking him in the face? Because what what productive behavior can come from hitting each other like it's it can only go downhill and it's it's really hard to watch yeah and it feels like watching like gladiators go at it right back in the roman days just fighting in a ring but uh you know america loves it america, america loves horror america loves violence and i think that's the epitome really of of mma and boxing so i mean if but if, let me jump in there and say mm-hmm. 
you know, at all levels, wouldn't we be better off if we focused on positivity? I mean, when you say America loves violence, there's also some negative things going on, and we don't want to generalize and promote that. You know, we want to really focus on how can we unite more. And so, you know, I think if if there's going to be that kind of behavior, at least it's in a moderated sports ring. Yes, a moderated sports ring. Of course, we're also discussing, too, the issues with gun violence and all that. I know that's a big issue going on right now in America. We want peace at the same time. And uh, when it comes to sporting, sporting events, uh, the violent ones are sometimes the ones that America loves, especially football. Football is a violent, very violent sport. Um, and I can attest to that. So what I had to say about the uh, Anthony Joshua and the Andy Ruiz fight was it was a more like a David David versus Goliath type thing. Whitney, um, Anthony Joshua was built like uh, like a gladiator. Can I just ask one question? Why does he have two first names? That's that's a great question. That's a question for his parents. Uh, right. I think he's from the UK, from mm-hmm. London. So shout out to those UK people. Much love. I had a chance to call the Super Bowl with the folks out there, but uh, do better with my man's my man's name. They gave him two first uh, two first names. Can but. we just quickly tell the Ollie story? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, so you should first talk about how you met Ollie. So Ali, <laughs> so Ali, we, we met at the Super Bowl, uh, this past year and it was pretty awesome. Um, we, we met on Radio Row, uh, getting it going with, uh, NFL player engagement, NFL player engagement. And I, I given the opportunity to broadcast and to get to these different, different, um, media sources. And Ali was out there, uh, a fine young gentleman, Ali is. Yeah. So Oliver Wilson, he broadcaster in the UK. Um, we didn't know him going into Super Bowl week, um, but he was Cam's partner in broadcasting the Super Bowl. And Ali became like family to us. You know, it was like another sibling. We both left Atlanta and looked at each other and we're like, Ollie was their favorite person that we met this week. And a few weeks ago, um, I was in Argentina and I get a message from Ollie are you in Buenos Aires? Because I'm here too. And Ollie uh, came and met up and actually his Uber uh, wasn't moving in traffic. And he got out and ran the last like two miles to meet up and uh, came to uh, one of my mom's cocktail events that she had. Well, which was the reason we were down there for one of her lawyer meetings. And uh, so Ollie has become like part of the family. So anyway, anytime you say the UK, we have to talk about the role that Ollie has played in our lives. And we'll have to have him on as a guest. Yes, yes. I would say he he's an energy captain in, in, in himself. Uh, he, he's pretty awesome. He's a British energy captain. Yeah, the British <laughs> energy captain, Oliver Wilson. Uh, much love to you, Ali. And, and to get to finish up with uh, Daniel's comment about uh, these two fighters, I feel like it was a, like I said, David versus Goliath thing. Uh, Anthony Joshua was was a, 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 man, a man of man, a man of men, right? He, he's built like a gladiator. He's like 6'5", 6'6". And, and Andy Ruiz, I mean, mind you, he's like 5'10". Um, he has like his bot, like his body shape. It, it doesn't look like a, bo- a boxer's body shape, right? So he looks like a, I would say like an offensive lineman. I would, I would compare him to offensive linemen because offensive linemen are about 330 pounds. He might have been like 250, but their bodies don't look great, but they're very deceiving. And uh, Andy Ruiz deceived us all. He wore a New York Knicks jersey until their, into their fight promotion um, party, I think, or like the introduction. Usually people wear suits, you know, they had their flyers gear on. He wore a New Year. New York Knicks jersey and had a Snickers bar. So he basically My kind of guy. Yeah, right, right. Our type of guy. Uh, I feel like he duped Anthony Joshua. Uh, Anthony Joshua was caught off guard. He underestimated him really. And, and I Andy, love underdog stories. That's both of us too. Yeah, yeah. He might, Andy Ruiz might be an energy captain. Um, he, he was in a lot of memes. He had a lot going on. Uh, after he won the fight, but he has uh, he's the heavyweight champion right now, and his his life is a little bit different. So shout out to Andy uh, Andy Ruiz. And so for the final question, uh, we can wrap up with some positivity. 
um, some great stuff from Dante Serrano. Um, he asked, what's the best way to stay positive and strive for your goals? Whitney, um, just for, for you personally, how, how do you get that going? Yeah, I mean, everyone has transition periods. You have to first know that you're not alone and they will end. It usually just takes one person or one job for um, all that frustration to be over. Um, everyone, I always say no one's dealt four aces in life. Um, so, you know, those frustrating periods are, are definitely going to come in life and just know when things are not good, they're probably going to get better. Um, they will get better. And then when things are great, you know, there's usually going to be another downturn. Life is, you know, just has a lot of ups and downs and, and that's the pattern. Um, you know, I think it's what you choose to focus on. My mom always says you can smell the garbage, you can smell the roses. There's going to be good and bad that happens in every day. And it's what you choose to um, let stay in your mind and, and where you put your focus. And I really think, um, you know, every day doing one thing different, one thing, you know, for self-care, just a little bright light in the day can really turn the whole day around. Um, you know, and I think, um, you know, small things for mental well-being, taking a walk, um, making sure you get enough sleep, um, surrounding yourself um, with wonderful people. I always say the best way to heal broken heart is to fill it with love. And so I know those kind of lots of options, but those are just some things you can do, um, you know, on a regular basis to make sure that your life remains on a positive path. It's not that one person's life is so much better than the other. It's really what they choose to focus on. Yes, I think that was beautiful. Wit. I mean, we need to give some a hand clap for that, that statement. Wow. That was that was lovely. Um, out here on the cheering section, Whitney uh, dropped some dimes for Brother Dante, and I think too, like like you said, just having having people around you that that love you, right? Having a cheering section, essentially, people who can boost you up, lift you up, uh, and you also mentioned too uh, what your thoughts are, right? What you think every day and what you say every day, whatever comes out of your mouth and whatever um, you think uh, in inside mentally is going to depict how your day goes, right? So if you think positively. In the beginning of the day, find something, find my family member, find something small to get that small victory early on in your day. The rest of the day will snowball for you. So I would say that, uh, Dante, when you wake up in the morning, find something that you love, find a family member that you like um, and enjoy and, and maybe contact them or a friend, contact them and, and think positive thoughts from the beginning of your day. And it'll, it'll turn out nice for you for the rest of your day. And then um, also what you say every day, right? Make sure it's positive. Make sure it's not garbage. Make sure it's, it's positive thoughts, positive words, uh, encourage somebody. And Whitney said also is do something, uh, you know, one thing pretty cool each day, right? Help somebody out, open the door for somebody. That's a positive start. That's a positive win. So, um, and I would just add to, you know, Gary always talks about gratitude. I mean, there's always people going through really terrible things. You hear about it on a regular basis. And I think going back to all that you do have, it's really difficult to do that and pull yourself out of an upsetting situation and reminding yourself, you know, but at least I have these things in my life, others, family, friends, health that matter the most. And so it helps put things into perspective. And I also think, you know, I can talk about, you know, in business a zillion things that didn't go right this year or failures, but I continue to find opportunities. You know, we started this podcast, like this is something new that we love for both of us. And, you know, that's growing both of our brands and our businesses. And so instead of focusing on, okay, these are all the things that didn't come to fruition, we kept creating things that did and that were working and that were positive for us. And so I think you have to kind of take the first step sometimes out of a, a darker situation. Yes, yes. So step out of the dark situations, uh, get you a cheering section. Here at the cheering section, a uh, shout out to all the people who who given suggestions. And these are great 
great questions and it provides great content for us to express our feelings uh, as Whitney Holtzman you can find her at Whitney Holtzman uh, her company is Social Victories uh, look her up uh, she's a great brand ambassador great corporate mom for me so if you need a corporate mom and brand ambassador uh, Whitney Holtzman is your woman and um, you can uh, look up, look us up check us out on energycaptains.com and also at energycaptains on Twitter and Instagram and I, my name is Cameron Lynch uh, Energy Captain you can find me at Cameron Lynch 50 on Instagram and Twitter so uh, thank you all for listening uh, Whitney do you have any final words for the people I just want to say you know hopefully for those of you listening like we would love to hear your feedback of maybe one thing that you did you know starting each day to kind of brighten your day or to kind of continue to build your life you know we want to hear the feedback on you know what you hear on the show and and how you're implementing it in your life so definitely keep us posted on all that's going on with you guys because we love to celebrate those wins yes 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 small victories big victories they all count this is much this is uh energy captains much love from from me and from from whitney thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode